Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the managing editor uh, at Android Central. I don't know why I paused when I said that, but I am. <laughs> and I'm really tired, guys. It's been a long week. I'm going to get my guests here. I have Jerry Hilton Brand. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> uh, I've been better, but I've been worse. So. I think we're all very tired, including myself. <laughs> I've got Andrew Myrick, who has been... Were you the one who was snorting this whole time? No, of course I was not. <laughs> what were you snorting, dude? When I made the mistake in the <laughs> I'll intro. I'll tell you later. <laughs> can't, can't speak about that on the air. <laughs> yeah. And I've got Nick Sutrick with me. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> okay, so crazy week uh, because our editor-in-chief was out. Uh, he was uh, on vacation. Just so happens to be the same week that one of the biggest events uh, in the Android world happened, which was, as you probably all have guessed it, Samsung Galaxy Unpacked. It happened on Wednesday, and we also tested a live blog for the first time, and that's still live. So if you guys haven't checked it out, make sure you do. Uh, there's a lot of contributors on it, and um, we've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, but I want to get right into some of the announcements. Um, and of course, now we know uh, what the new devices are. We have a Z. I, I always want to say Z Flip 4, but I'm I'm apparently banned. It's because in, you're Canadian. It's just, that's how I, it is. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm banned from saying it. So I have to say it the American way. We got the Z Flip 4, the Z Fold 4, and the Watch 5 and the Watch 5 Pro. So I'm going to start off with uh, the Z Flip 4 because that's the first thing that I'm seeing in front of my page. Uh, who wants to talk about it first? I think it's a very beautiful phone. I, I mean, like, I th Andrew pointed this 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 out. Um, he said that Samsung's presentation, like, it was okay uh, be because they didn't really announce that many new things. And a lot of the new things that were announced were in its press releases. So we can talk about that later, but I'm just curious to know how you felt the presentation of the Z Flip 4 was and what you guys felt about it. And of course, Nick, you did the hands-on. Right. Um, I liked the presentation a lot. I thought they went for a very uh, Apple-like approach in their visuals and other things like that. They had that whole like kaleidoscope-looking thing with the colors and the shapes and all that, right? Like that felt super Apple to me, which I, I guess for this particular device, and it's probably why they led with it, this is the mainstream device, right? When we're talking mm. the foldables, the flip four is the one that sold the most last year. It's most likely going to sell the most this year. I don't see any reason why that's going to change. It's the stylish one. It definitely is the prettiest of all of them. Like it has the nicest colors, whatever. Like it, it's... It's in that realm of things. So they, I think presentation-wise, yeah, they they did good. And they explained things like they needed to explain it. They didn't go too in on the technical side of things. It was just pretty straightforward. Here's what it is. Here's what it'll do for you. Go buy one. <laughs> I think one thing that I thought was interesting in that presentation, though, and I, if I'm not mistaken, they were talking about it during the flip presentation was um, Samsung's partnership with Meta, um, which I'm not sure if that's new. I think it is because I know last year they did it with Snap, like Snapchat. Um, and so hearing now, I mean, it, they're really focusing on 
that whole social media aspect. Yeah. And and I, and, and it makes sense because the flip is designed for creators, um, fashion savvy people. You know, I just I thought that was very interesting that they they've been so pressed on on making sure people know this is meant for creators. Right. How, and it, how is it made for creators? I I would like to know. It's got shitty cameras. It's got a built-in kickstand. Yeah, that's the thing. It's got a built-in kickstand. It makes it's, it easy it's, to film it's things for like TikTokers and people who don't care about camera quality. So yeah. you know, you should buy that phone instead of any other phone in a four dollar case from Amazon. With well, a kickstand I mean, on listen, it. Listen, th- this is the thing, right? <laughs> when a creator, I mean, I'm sure there's many creators out out there that who will do their research and find the right camera and whatever. But there's also a lot of people who get enamored by something like this. They see the presentation and they're like, "Oh my god, this looks so cool! This looks yeah, like yeah." I I, right? I see that, but it's I I just don't see how anything stands out to make this special for creators. I mean, you guys were reaching when you said it's got a built-in kickstand. That's all you could come up with? Come no, on. Well, okay. So at least in the last year, right, with us using the Flip 3, my wife's been using it full-time for the last year. Um, I can't tell you how many times we have used this in, you know, what they call flex mode, whatever. You bend it at a 90-degree angle, and you set it on something. Like, it's just, it's nice to have that uh, compact nature like, it's amazing what that will do for, you know, camera angles and things like that. Yes, you could go buy a kickstand case, but it I doesn't... I would absolutely agree with you for you or me. Fair. I, I can see how, for us, th- that that's perfect. You know, you can just set it on the coffee table or a fence post or something. That's great. But if you're a full-time right. creator, you know, I can think there's a whole lot of other better options for you out there. Probably. And I know I need I need to test the camera on this one to see if, you know, they basically said aside from general sensor improvements, they said this one has better stabilization and tracking and other things like that that would also be attractive to creators. But that's what I thought yesterday when they talking about, you know, I don't think they actually used the word creator, but they alluded to it. Yeah, over no, they, and they over never and over used the again. actual. Yeah, they never use the actual word, but it's so evident that's who they're, you know, presenting and, and this to. I couldn't help but think, well, you know, if you're not a creator, but every once in a while you like to create something, that's perfect. But if you're a dedicated, if if you know that's what you do, is create video content. I I just don't see you know, it can fold in half and you can set it on a flat surface. That's just not the big selling point, in my opinion, that Samsung thinks it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we can debate about that for quite a bit, but it is what it is. Um, Nick, I want to ask what you thought, you know, just in that hands-on, I mean, you gave it sort of a kind of a glowing review, initial glowing review, um, kind of curious how you felt when you were playing around with it. Uh, I mean, like I said before, it's a very pretty phone. They did a good job making it very shiny looking and very eye catching. And I think that has been one of the, I don't want to say best parts of owning it. Cause that, that sounds, uh, <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> yeah. that sounds bad. <laughs> right. It, that... <laughs> it sounds bad, but it's fun to have people ask you about something like this again. Cause it's been a long time since anybody gave a crap what phone you use, right? Like it's, 
it's not, and I don't really like talking about my phone in public. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird conversation, but it is fun to have people go, oh, is that that Samsung flip thing or, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's interesting to see that reaction from people. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And then they, of course, ask you about the crease. <laughs> that's always oh, the next question every <laughs> single time. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, okay. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Ph- phone wise, though, like, I think this form factor is great. It is super nice to hold, you know, whereas the Fold 4 is, is heavy and bulky. This thing is not. And it's it's just it fits in a pocket. It it holds really well. You know, they didn't tweak the size and all that stuff too much. There's a little bit of a difference here, a few millimeters here and there, you know, and it, the cover screen's the same size. A lot of that stuff is not different. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's it's sort of like how last year as we went from the two to three, it was a tweak. Three to four is also a tweak. It's like this is a generally, I think, good design and form factor those little annual tweaks here and there are going to make a big difference. And I think, at least for this one, the battery life is probably going to be the biggest differentiator between the three and four. Yeah, for sure. I want to talk about the four, or sorry, the Fold 4, because I think a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Andrew who was saying this, where the Fold 4 is going to be most intriguing to those who are going to upgrade from the Fold 2, because not a lot of people upgraded from full two to full three, but now there's a possibility that many of those customers are going to upgrade from full two to four, full four. And you've written, it's got a better camera, a tweaked size, and it could finally bring out the full's true potential. That's a, that's a pretty, uh, that's a big statement. Um, so what were your thoughts on the full four and, and feel free for anyone to jump in um, with, with those thoughts? Yeah. I mean, Aspect ratio and all that, and just to hardware in general, it's not a huge difference. The, the slimmer hinge is quite nice. Um, it's it's probably a little more obvious for people who have used a Fold 2 or 3. You're going to pick it up and go, oh, yeah, I can tell this is thinner. The screen on the outside is bigger. So far, I haven't had the like ghost typing issue that I have on the 3, where if my thumbs get too close, it'll do like a swipe type just because the just screen is so stinking are, you, you narrow. Just big thumbs. That's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's well, the end what, result of that. <laughs> whatever. I, <laughs> um, gosh, I don't even know what I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> big, big thumb Sutrick over here. <laughs> what are have I just, done? Are you just staring at your thumbs now? <laughs> that, that's it. Exactly. Uh, Taskbar. That's where my brain was going. Okay. So I guess the true potential thing, right, for me was that dedicated taskbar on the bottom. Um, you could do this in good lock before and kind of mess with it a little bit, but it wasn't quite this well done. So it's, it's when you unfold it to the big screen, you have a now dedicated sort of desktop like taskbar. You've got like a little button on the bottom left that'll open a menu and it shows all of your apps, you know, just like a start menu on windows or whatever. Um, you have apps that you can pin on the bottom so you can quickly open them. It also shows your last couple of apps that you've opened so you can quick switch between them. And then that also allows you to, you know, uh, tap an icon and drag it to a corner of the screen to quickly split the screen. And like these, this basically addresses a lot of little things that I wanted to see on the three. Um, and, And I just, you know, in the last day, day and a half of using it, I've been using that bar a lot and I really, really like it. And that to me is like the biggest, um, I think, upgrade right up front, especially software wise, but that'll probably come to the three and 
the two or whatever eventually it just that's an android 12l thing so how does that how, does it inter, does it interfere with um like the gesture controls or do you use do you have you not used the gesture gesture controls you know it's funny because the only time i've had issue with the gesture controls is on the smaller screen oh so uh, yeah like when it's folded you mean yeah, when it when it's folded, the front screen. I've, there's been several times today where I'll go to swipe over and it won't swipe. I have to like pull my thumb up and swipe over. It's because you have big thumbs. Yeah, We're, yeah. The, get smaller thumbs, I'm, buddy. I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, we're, we're not and, nice. And eh? <laughs> so far, the taskbar has been a little buggy too. So I have a feeling there's just a few things for Samsung to iron out. But yeah, I. I I don't know. I'm I pretty be positive surprised if there's a day one update for it. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it's already had an update. I turned it on this morning and it was optimizing apps. So it did something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I want to talk about um, the watch next. Uh, there's, I feel like there's two camps that people will fall when it comes to the watch. You either really love it or you either really hate it. And, you know, we saw within our own team there has been a split in the, you know, what people like and what they don't like. Brendan Griffiths, who's actually, he's not normally a writer, but I feel like he should be writing more. He's, in, he's incredible. But he, he's, uh, he's actually, um, he works more with our like SEO and commerce side of things, but um, he's our e-commerce content director. And, you know, he happened to get the Watch 5 um, and did a hands-on it. And it was, it's fantastic. So if you haven't read it, obviously, you know, go and, and check it out. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of changes to the Watch. Um, I, I don't know if I like the new design. I kind of like it. I think it's nice. But just not having a, a rotating bezel, a crown, it just makes it so weird for me to look at. Because I think maybe I'm just so used to it. But... Um, I know, Andrew, you know, you also wrote an editorial, which, you know, I want to get to that in a, in a, in a bit about it. But um, you were one of the people who fell on the camp that really liked the watch. Um, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on that and, you know, why you liked it. Obviously, save some of it for our conversation later, but initial thoughts on the hands-on. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I do like the Watch 5 Pro. There are some things that I touched on in that the that editorial about why I'm might be switching or whatever. But um, across both of them, the big thing that that stood out to me is like the battery life claims, which is funny because uh, I just got the Watch Five yesterday and put it on my wrist around seven. And right before we started, I got the battery low, please recharge. So the claims of 50 hours of battery life, you know, aren't looking too good to, to start out, but, um, I just, what they did, I like the fact that they flattened things out on the underside. So it's better contact with your wrist and with the watch five pro, it's just, I I have big wrists. I need a bigger watch. (laughs) You have big, Nick's got big thumbs. I've got big wrists. (laughs) Jerry's got a big head. (laughs) I ain't saying anything. I know, I know. Because I just don't even want to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Big socks. Big socks. (laughs) What about, uh, Nick, your thoughts or or Jerry? Do either of you have any thoughts on um, the watch? Eh. It's going to take more than a redesign to make 
Wear OS and the Galaxy Watch worth of shit. I'm sorry. They're just... I, I just don't see anything that would convince me that it's something I absolutely have to have. And that's from somebody who has used a, a Watch 4 like two days before it got officially released every day. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Nick? I don't know. I, I, I think I just need to use one for longer. I thus far have not been convinced that a smartwatch is really a thing for me anymore. It it was something that I wore a lot when they first came out, and I mm-hmm. think it was kind of a novelty that wore off. And, like, every time I put it on my wrist, you know, any smartwatch, I'm usually like, oh, yeah, I miss getting notifications. And then, like, a day or two later, I just don't put it on my wrist anymore. <laughs> just, yeah, I, I mean, I actually I never know. stick with it. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people who are like that, too. And I think part of it also is that like there's that mental health. And we've talked about this on a number of occasions that the whole mental health thing where, you know, when you get inundated with notifications, you want to just turn it off and it's just awful. But um, yeah, you know, I I guess um, the thing that stood out to me the most about this watch was the the way that they redesigned it. And when I first saw it, I mean, it is a little thicker, but when I first saw it, it I instantly was thought of, like, reminded of the Pixel Watch. Um, and I even mentioned how it, it's curious that, you know, that they're designing this watch similar to the Pixel Watch. And if that means, you know, are they being, I, mean, I don't think so. Maybe they are. They probably are. Like, is Google controlling this? Are they trying to unify the way watches are looking? Is Google really trying to sort of hone in on that design aspect? And I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe these are all speculative. Oh, no. I, I think Nick and I had a, a little bit of a conversation about, I think it was Nick, maybe it was Andrew, maybe it was all three of us, about how it appeared from the pictures that the edges of the watch sit up much higher than mm-hmm. they, they did with the the four. And I was thinking on that, it's got a non-contact infrared thermometer on it. Mm. Maybe it was designed so that's a specific height above your skin. Mm. Probably. Yeah, because I, I put one of the pictures I took in the hands-on in there, and I was like, yeah, I mean, the, the, the back of it definitely rests on your wrist, but you have those... It it you know lifts up toward the edges quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's kind of bowl shaped when you get to yes. the, the the edge, and you know that's that wasn't an accident. That was a deliberate design decision. So maybe there's a reason, and that's how my mind kind of went. And then I thought, well, maybe it's for the thermometer, mm. or maybe somebody just was drunk that day and said, "Hey, you know what? Let's make it look like a bowl." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's. It's definitely an interesting design. I mean, when I say interesting, I don't mean like it's so different than Watch Watch 4, but it's definitely an upgrade to the way it looks. It's different to an extent. I watched it with my wife a second time when she got home yesterday to see if she was interested in anything. She would love to have one of those watches if they weren't so damn big. See, this is another issue. And we, again, this is something that I want to talk about in a second 
uh, because it was addressed in Andrew's editorial, um, because obviously Andrew, and as he just mentioned, he has big wrists. But the fact of the matter is a lot of these watches really aren't designed for women. And we've had that conversation before about how, you know, watchmakers on the Android side of things aren't very um, inclusive of women's designs, I guess. So, or even just having smaller watches in general, because, I mean, you could be a man and prefer smaller watches. Um, yeah, I just, I think that's also interesting. And I, I wonder why they haven't done that prob- uh, yet, I guess. I know, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably a physical limitation, maybe for heat reduction or something. They, I, I'm sure Samsung knows they could sell enough small watches to at least break even. Yeah, yeah, there's probably. gotta there's gotta be a reason for it. Yeah, and it, it, it might be net the next generation, like the next Exynos chip. Maybe when it when they slim it down even further, maybe that'll be the time where we start seeing actually small watches again. Yeah, maybe. Um, I want to talk about one last thing before we take a really quick break. Uh, well, I mean, you guys can chime in on telling me what your other funny moments from the event were. Um, but <laughs> discount Keanu Reeves. Let's just do yeah. it. Come on. Oh man. <laughs> and Jerry's bird. <laughs> yeah. Out. Jerry's pair of timing. And Reed. Not, now is not the time, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is probably the most chaotic episode we've. It's we've so recorded. good. I love it. <laughs> okay. That, that was hilarious though. And I don't even remember what the segment was. We were all just like, is that Keanu Reeves? No, no, it's not. It was just like a <laughs> passing resemblance. <laughs> no, but it was, it was funny because like, I think it was just a, uh, an ad. You know how you know how at the end of a presentation they always do yeah. an ad of like all Throw of the devices and stuff. Yeah. And they chose this guy that looked very similar to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Everyone in our chat was like, is he the Walmart version of Keanu Reeves? Is he discount Keanu Reeves? <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Poor guy. Oh, man. Um, And then there was another funny moment. I think they were talking about, I can't remember what they were talking about, but they said, um, they said telly. (laughs) And then. Yes, the telly. It was the telephoto (laughs) lens on the Fold 4. (laughs) And then Chris comments Samsung doing, uh, wait, oh, no, that's not it. Sorry. Derek goes telly. Stop Gen Z. Nick writes telly tubbies. (laughs) Rob, our our deputy editor, said that telly was slang for TV. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was that was funny it was funny yeah, when I've, those, those I've seen a couple of people that were like please don't let nitography catch on so this is like what what was that one apple did a, a while back with the selfies oh i can't remember but also, don't, just don't remember because it's better to forget the word but you get the point they made up yeah. some dumb word and nobody wanted to use it yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I mean, yeah, on that note, uh, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be back to talk about more Samsung things. I think a lot of people don't realize that using a VPN can actually be really beneficial to you. You know, this one time I was searching for a job and I just needed to get more information on the employer, you know, where what they did, how they worked. And I just didn't want to be seen. Now, that doesn't mean that it, it would bother me if they did see me, but I just, I wanted it to be a little bit more on incognito mode. And that's why it's helpful to have a VPN. That's why 
even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. And the great thing is it doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. So protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit expressvpn.com slash Android and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Android. Okay, welcome back. Uh, obviously, we're not done with Samsung because we have so much to cover. Um, I want to go back to um, Andrew's uh, article, which was published this morning. It's Thursday, August 11th. Um, his t- The title of his article is Why I'm Trading the Galaxy Watch 4 Classic for the Watch 5 Pro. Um, and this is funny because Andrew... I'm not making fun of you, Andrew. I love you. You're wonderful. You sure. <laughs> he, he, I've, I've read, you're, you're probably wondering, like, this guy is the most, like, indecisive person. Because on the one hand, he'll say, the wa- the Pixel Watch is, is going to make me switch over from iPhone to, the, to everything Google. And now he's upgraded to a Watch 5 Pro. <laughs> so uh, let's talk there about it. There are reasons okay. for that. Okay, well, tell us your reasons if you want, um, but more so I want to know, you know, why you're, you've decided to upgrade to the Watch 5 Pro, because you've already gotten it, right? Oh, uh, no, not the Pro. Um, I got the regular 5 because I don't run. Unlike Michael and, and Chris and, and Nick, I, I, my workouts consist of moving to a new house and then getting up to walk outside and come back in. And, and to be fair, actually, Michael also moved into a new house. So, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Andrew's just sitting there looking glum. <laughs> yeah. No, but he, he was less subtle in this podcast. He wrote in his article, um, I'm planning on sharing my thoughts on the Galaxy Z Fold 4 in the coming days, but today I'm focusing on why my Galaxy 4 Watch Classic and Apple Watch Series 7 are being swiftly replaced by the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. Unlike some of my counterparts here at Android Central, I'm not the kind of person who trains and participates in any kind of marathon unless it's related to football or riding. So uh, we know who he's talking about now, clearly. But uh, yeah, uh, you had some really good points in your in your article, uh, specifically about multi-day battery, um, premium materials, and just the size of the watch really fit for you. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? The big, the biggest, the biggest, biggest, biggest reason I'm, I'm, I'm upgrading, uh, to, or I'm upgrading to the watch five pro from my four classic is that battery life. Samsung claiming that it's 80 hours on a single charge. Um, and as somebody who doesn't work out, I should be, I should in theory be able to hit that mark with ease with their sleep tracking stuff. Um, and that to me, I'm so tired of having to charge my watch every single day. Um, and I, I know I could go to like a Fitbit or something or like a Garmin. And to be fair, I do want to get, um, one of the, the newer, <clears throat> the newer Garmin's, but you need the, intervention, man. Bro, I, I need something. I need Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I need, I need something. I, it's just, I, the more, you know what? I'm not even going to, Whatever. The other nice thing is the sapphire glass. 
Sapphire yeah. Glass. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's. I'm gonna end up giving my getting my, upgrading my wife to a Watch Five, the regular one. She has a Watch Four right now, um, but she also is a restaurant manager. And I made the mistake of not getting a screen protector as soon as I got the gave her the watch, and it got dinged up the first week. So I'm really hoping that the the first time when you wrote that, I actually had to take a step back and say I didn't even know that there were protect like like to screen protectors for watches. Like I had no idea. This, this is another reason oh, yeah. why smartwatches are dumb. <laughs> hey, yeah, but sapphire sapphire Nick, glass. Come over like, here and sit in the couch with me. It's us right. against them now. Smart watches are dumb. I agree. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Andrew. Nope, nope. Just, Easy. Just calm down over there with your big thumbs. All right. Be, be dumb, so me and Nick can secretly laugh at you. Did you secretly. Did you hear what he, did you did hear you what he just said? Secretly. Did, wait. Did you hear what he just said? Calm down, big thumbs. Oh my god. See, see, when your thumb covers the entire screen of the smartwatch, it's hard to use. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> That's why I like the rotating bezel, right? There we go. Look, it all fits. It I actually fits. made the same. I made the same argument in yes. the, at the end of the article. Excellent. <laughs> because I've tried. I tried with this watch five yesterday and today. I've tried to use that stupid capacitive, whatever you want to call horrible. it. Horrible. Get rid of that. Crap. It doesn't work. No. My fingers so fat. My sausage fingers just end up touching the screen and scrolling down anyways. So why am I going to try and use fine point? I might as well just use my S pen on to, to scroll up and down at that point. I, I almost choked on oh, my wait, teeth. Thank work. I, I was going to title this podcast Discount Keanu Reeves, but I kind of want to change it to Big Thumbs, Big Wrists. Or, or just oh Big Thumbs God. in general. <laughs> okay, okay. Back Y'all are the... making it hard for me not to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm just I know, saying. it's the best part of it all. The best part. Okay, um, I, uh. I do want to talk about one thing that you mentioned, Andrew, which is the sapphire crystal thing. Because I do think that that's kind of, uh, it's interesting that, that they're using better materials. Wait, they, they that's, I, and I've been trying to find the answer to this. They never once said it was a sapphire crystal. They said it's new sapphire glass. Is okay. that something that they dreamed up? You know, like they're, you know, supposedly this year is going to have a glass screen and it was still plastic debacle from two years ago. Or is it actual lab created sapphire cut crystal that I want to find out the answer to? Not that it makes any difference, but at the very least in the presentation yesterday on the pro, it does say sapphire crystal display. Oh, okay. I don't know about the regular, though. I'm, I'm trying to look back it's, at my like also, screenshots just, and stuff to I'm see. I'm looking at the um, <laughs> so on the it's in the hands-on on the back of the watch, the Watch Five Pro and the hands-on article in the Watch Five that's in my hand. It says Sapphire Crystal at the top above okay. the sensors. Okay, then then you know it's hard, hard, hard. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the hope, anyways. Yeah, because I I think every smartwatch I have is scratched, like literally everyone. I just scratched my Series Seven last week. Like taking stuff to the the tran- the dump. I've I have scratched them before putting my seatbelt on because I rubbed it up against the I've side of the car. Door. I'm just like, are you are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. Anyway, I think I made a comment about that too. Like hitting my wrist on the outside of the truck, getting out to go to the dump. Yeah. It's just too easy to do. Thing just hangs off your arm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um... don't mock me. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. I want to talk about uh, a fun article. Let's move on from this. Uh, Wait, this... One, one thing I want to say about the watch is that oh, okay. Samsung could have spent time developing a way for people in wheelchairs to track their health, you know, and fitness workouts. And instead they worried about a magnetic buckle. Thanks, Samsung. Shows just how much you really care about people with motion disabilities. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's shitty. That sucks. Um, I don't even know what I can comment on that. That was just that you just you just shut us all up, Jerry. Well, I didn't I'm just it's 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 legit it's though. Look at your the weird like phantom problem. steps you get, right? Yeah, that's well, true. Well the phantom steps is see that that's Everybody, the, and and I will be right up front. The Apple Watch does the same thing. You never notice it because if you get up and you walk around, you won't notice 30 extra steps that you didn't take. Sure. But if you sit on your butt all day long in a wheelchair and never take any steps or don't wear your watch and leave it sitting on top of your dresser and it tells you you took 37 steps, well, that's just weird. These sensors are they magnetically driven i don't know the pedometers that's what i want to know like maybe that's why there's an issue and it's just some sort of weird you know magnetic fields around you your your karma is affecting it or something who knows <laughs> but you know what if you're listening out there and you don't live in the mountains or above any type of like hmm. natural caverns or on the coast like let's say you live in Iowa or somewhere that's safe and away from all that stuff. Do me a favor and not wear your watch for two days. Make sure it stays charged. Leave it sit still. And then yell at us on Twitter if you get any phantom steps. I had a discussion when I first noticed this with somebody that it might just be seismic activity because I live in the mountains and it's, you know, the earth moves a little bit all the time. I don't know if I buy that good. or not, but anyway, it's an maybe idea. I'll try, maybe I'll try and do that. Maybe I'll try and do that with the Watch Five. Yeah, like, you, but you live right. You live right next I live to the, by ocean. the water. Yeah, it's not no, gonna. I, it's the bay. It's not. It's not even the bay. Do well, it. Let's let's see what it does. Let's have an experience. Yeah, it's you can the, try it, but it's by the river. You you've got seismic activity there too, just from the pull of the moon. Just from the pull of my wrists. Yeah, and Nick's thumb. I ain't yep. saying what he's doing with it. <laughs> it's always going to come back to that, guys. <laughs> it's always going it. to come back to that. It's okay. always going to come back to that. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about a fun article that was put out right after the event. Um, Andrew wrote it. It's called, Here's What You Can Buy Instead of Samsung's Galaxy Z Fold 4, Watch 5 Pro, and Galaxy Buds 2 Pro. I chose to talk about this article today because... I always find it interesting when, you know, we write articles like this because it really sheds a light in terms of how much money people are spending on these devices and how expensive these these devices have been getting. And so in his article, uh, Andrew picks the uh, Z Fold 4 with 512 gigabytes with free memory upgrade, uh, the Samsung Galaxy Watch 5 Pro and the Samsung Galaxy Buds 2 Pro. And in total, that cost or that, you know, that came up to $2,000, $2,477. That is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I spent on my LG TV five years ago, and I bet you won't get five years out of your watch, phone, and buds. <laughs> it's And insane. that felt like a lot of money. 
It's so insane to me. And so some of the things that, you know, we could buy, and obviously a lot of this stuff is like jokingly, but 957 zebra cakes, which I didn't even know what a zebra cake was, but apparently there are these awful edible garbage cakes. Um, That's because they're called zebra cake cakes in Canada. <laughs> yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, almost a month of rent in New York, a 99 uh, Buick LeSabre, uh, everything you need to open your own boba tea shop, Pixel 6As for the family, and a $200 Amazon gift card, a couple of Surface Duos with Surface pens, three Moto Razors. Enough, this one, I this one like messed me up. Enough Lenovo Chromebook 3s to support an entire classroom. Like what? <laughs> um Dyson Airwrap, supersonic hairdryer, and the Dyson vacuum cleaner with enough leftover for some pizza. Anyways, I, I just, I, I always find it interesting when we, when we talk about this because it just baffles me how much money companies are taking from people and how much money things have been costing now for technology. And I just wanted to throw that out there and ask what your thoughts were. I, I think the one that we left off was uh, the weekly grocery bill. That's about all you could buy. Just no, they left off mine. I was told we're not yeah, allowed to put I, mine on there. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I wasn't talking about that one. I was. Oh, you but were I talking about the monkey. The, uh, I was going to say, yeah. was it the monkey? Yes, because you yeah. can. You know, you can literally buy a pet monkey. I had no yep. freaking idea. I want a monkey so bad. Just get yeah, a I didn't know that either. It's only since it. <laughs> Twenty-five bucks to the city. Go on. I'll buy a monkey and then give him a Galaxy Watch to wear. Hey, wonder if I can expense that. See if the monkey has small enough thumbs to use the watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's like crazy how much money things are costing it these is. days. Yeah, it's uh, it's but wild. It, that's not anything new. No. It's not. No, it's not. It's, it's not. Just, it's not. It. This was. I mean, this was a fun article, but the thing that did blow my mind was the fact, like the seeing the Chromebook three available on from Best Buy for for less than a hundred bucks was like, holy crap! You can actually <laughs> like, what outfit a classroom, an entire classroom with Chromebooks for th- the same cost of three devices. And, yeah. you know, those are the types of Chromebooks that schools are using without any exactly. problem. So Do that, and that your, your local school, whatever school you donated to, they will love you for, they'll probably name something after you inside. Probably. Yeah, you, you help 28 kids or you can get right. a, a expensive phone with a plastic screen. Take your pick. And it, it's, it's amazing. It's ultra thin glass. Well, it's Underneath ultra thin plastic. glass with plastic on top of it in his defense. I, so you're both right. <laughs> so there you go. It's being smart, but it, Alec. It is, it is amazing uh, how the price creep has just, we've been desensitized to it, I feel like. Because I remember, oh, that, what was the first fold? Was was it 2000 or $2,100? I don't remember. 2100 I looked Okay, it was 2100 yeah. and, and they announced that and we were all just like, dear God. Like, <laughs> what? Who's going to pay that? I mean, this is a little better, 1800 I mean, that's not 2100 so marginal improvements. But gosh, $1,800 for a phone you're going to probably upgrade from in two years. Like, that's just, wow. It's, it's a just, lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's really just, it's a lot to take in when you actually step back and look at the numbers and go, this doesn't feel like it should be normal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I just... I just, yeah, I, it, it just always baffles me. I, I just, couldn't do it. I, I don't care if I had Elon Musk money. I just, there's no way I could spend two grand on a phone. I just couldn't. That's a lot of money. 
I, I think it depends on if it's replacing other devices, because then you go, well, I would have bought this, this, and this, and now I'm only buying this one thing. I, I guess I just, $2,000, and maybe it's the way I was raised, uh, you know, military family, we weren't like exactly rich or anything, but $2,000, good God, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that'll that'll feed you for a while, for sure. Or buy you... Give you 957 zebra cakes. That's right. Which, which you'd need after but you you'll bought... You'll be in very poor health after that, but buy. yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a small break. Um, and we're going to be right back because we still have more to talk about. Um, so please stay, listen, and uh, come back. Or I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm really tired. No, just go away. Just, just, <laughs> go just come away. back for the thumbs. Come back for the thumbs. <laughs> We're constantly trying to figure out the right person to hire, constantly trying to find the right job that we want to apply for. That's why I like to turn to Indeed. It's the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, which I've done before, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com ACP. Offer good for a limited time. That's indeed.com slash ACP. Terms and conditions apply. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash ACP. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, um, if you came back, it's because you came back for Nick's thumbs. <laughs> I swear That's to God, I'm going to... I am changing the title of this. To, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, you have to. We've mentioned it so to. many oh, yeah. times. I have to mention it. Yeah. Nick's discount big thumbs. N- Nick's I'm going to make a... <laughs> I'm registering uh, nickstums.com <laughs> or thumbcentral.com. Thumbcentral. We'll just post pictures of Only thumbs. thumbs. Only thumbs. No, thumbs. Get, <laughs> Nick, get on OnlyFans and, and sell pictures of your thumbs. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Put them, like, okay. next to a smartwatch. Okay, guys, please. You started this. I know I did. I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, So Nick wrote um, also a fantastic editorial this morning uh, called Dear Companies, Stop Removing Features People Actually Like. And I I love this article because it's, I mean, obviously we're talking about um, the Galaxy Watch removing the crown, uh, the rotating crown whatever you want to call it. Um, But it encapsulates other companies doing this weird trend that, um, you know, a lot of people don't like. I I do have an interesting thought on it because someone was saying to me how one of the reasons why people are getting rid of this is because they're, mm, what's the word? They were getting with the times and and doing what other people, what what, what the next generation or the next generation of people who want watches want. Um, so obviously you've got the people who are going to look at the Pixel Watch or sorry, the, the Galaxy Watch 5 and say, oh, okay, cool. You know, this is um, this is what we're seeing. I want to get this watch. But then if, if people who don't, you know, who, who are watch for owners and, and liked that rotating crown, 
then they can keep their watch. Um, but I guess it would be a disadvantage f- to those customers because if they, if and when they were going to upgrade, it's possible that Samsung's going to keep this design as is and they won't ever bring that back. So anyways, I wanted to get your thoughts on this and of course get Nick's thoughts because he wrote it. Yeah. So as far as that thing where you said, you know, it went away this time, maybe it's coming back. I'm not convinced Samsung's going to bring this back just based on their answers because when we asked them more than once why it was not included on the Galaxy Watch 5, the answer was quite literally because people can still buy the Galaxy Watch 4 Classic with it. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's not really a good answer, but... I suppose it's an answer. I don't know. I mean, in any case, yeah, it's like I I put in the article homogenized, like you're saying they're getting with the times or whatever and trying to be like other companies. That's exactly why you don't do this. You make they only had of three models or whatever. They only had one that had the rotating bezel. Just leave one with a rotating bezel. Don't make as many of them if you don't sell as many. I feel like it's just a dumb thing to remove, especially since. As Andrew said, the digital bezel kind of sucks. It's not good. Yeah. Because it's not it's not an adequate replacement. We all know why they did it. The same reason they do everything else. Money. Yeah it, yeah. it makes it cheaper to manufacture. They don't have to worry about, you know, waterproofing that rotating bezel and all the other stuff they have to do with it, right? Like it yeah. just... Pe- people always made a big deal about Steve Jobs saying, they'll get what I sell to them and they'll learn to like it. Right. But he wasn't alone. Every electronics maker, that's their mindset. Every company wants to get away with it. They just don't always. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, we're going to do what's best for our company and try to present it in a way to make people like it. That's just right. how it works. Yeah. Now, on the OnePlus side of things, I, I also mentioned the OnePlus 10T in here. And I know when that was being rumored and leaked before it got announced, you know, they were saying it has no alert slider. Sure enough, it shows up at my door, and my God, they removed the alert slider. Like, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, what a silly thing to do. <laughs> just like, I mean, yeah. That, that this would is like be the... the thing you're known for. Why would you remove this? And, you know, same kind of thing. They kind of ran around it uh, at the event last week. God, I don't even know what day it is. Uh, Time they got exist. hounded by several other journalists who were like, yeah, but really, why did you guys remove this? And they had some decent answers, but I think the takeaway from the OnePlus situation is they specifically, before the phone was even announced, sent out a press release saying, you know, to to the press, explaining that this was just for this phone. Future phones will probably still have it. And the fact that they're even trying to say that they're probably going to still put it on future phones is at least encouraging for me because I like the alert slider. Yeah, that was my only reason for wanting a OnePlus phone. Right. Yeah, it's like, that's a great thing. They're just a generic slab of glass and plastic and metal like every other phone out there. But they have a switch to make it shut the hell up. Right. And it was literally the only Android phone with such a feature. Why would you remove it? So whatever. I'm that's that's all I need to really say. I think I've beat a dead horse at this point. Yep, you are. <laughs> now, I, I do want to say, though, sometimes re- removing things that, th- I'll use the word fan, because that's what Nick used. I have a lot of other words I wanted to put there. Want is, is not a bad idea. Uh, 
Removable batteries. God, I wish my phone had a removable battery. God, I'm so glad my phone doesn't, you know, need charged three times a day because removing, it's got a much better battery in it. That or even re- removing the the headphone jack on phones. Yeah, see that I, I'm not even gonna. That just pisses me I, off. I I still have friends who are like. IR blaster defenders, okay? They're still salty about that getting removed from most phones. So. I always forget that was a thing. <laughs> but I mean, SD cards, batteries, yes, they're they're very handy, you know, a removable battery. But they 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 had an actual reason. We don't have to like the reason, but their reason was sound. Phones without SD cards are faster. Uh phones with non-removable batteries can have higher capacity batteries that can take a charge faster and last longer. I mean, that that's the reason. Okay, I get it. But some things like a headphone jack or an alert slider or even, you know, an IR blaster, it's just money. Yeah, it is. It, it absolutely is. And yet they're charging us so much for these phones. But, you know, it is mm. what it is. Um, okay, I want to talk about something that's not related to Samsung. <laughs> For once. Um, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Uh, there was an article that came out this week, actually, about Google want, basically pressuring Apple to stop being stubborn and adopt RCS. This is a, this conversation has been ongoing for a really, 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 really long time. And now Google has started a new campaign to pressure Apple into adopting RCS. Um you know, they're not shy about this. The new campaign's called Get the Message, and it consists of a page on the company's Android website listing all the reasons why Apple should fix te- texting by supporting RCS in iMessage. And it also points how Apple's reliance on outdated SMS and MMS when texting non-Apple devices leads to a series of problems, not only for Android phones, but for iPhone users as well. I feel like Google's reaching at this point. No, they're also- absolutely right. But, I mean, they are, but also like they're they're just pushing. Like, I feel like Apple doesn't care. Apple no, only cares about you if you buy an iPhone. Exactly. And, you know that's that's their thing. That's that's probably what they should do. To be honest with you, as much as it sounds terrible, Apple doesn't need to care about you if you don't buy their products. Uh and the alternative would be for Google to not, you know, either either pull an extra green bubble and have like a big warning triangle if you get a text from somebody with an iPhone or just block incoming text from somebody who uses the old insecure SMS method. And they're never going to do that. So all they can do is whine. Yeah, I, I think this is not really going to happen until the carriers themselves say, we are no longer supporting the SMS standard because it is too insecure and outdated, just like they've done with 2G and stuff, right? Like It won't happen. I know it won't happen, but I'm saying that's, I think that's the only reality in which this will happen because Apple doesn't give a crap. They don't care about your personal safety or whatever at all. That's a nice marketing thing that they've done. But you, you do have to keep in mind that that can never happen. You can still send texts without a data connection. And I think everybody with a phone has been somewhere where they don't have a data signal but can still make a phone call or send a text. Sure. I mean, it, there are plenty of reasons why it can't and shouldn't happen. But, you know, I, I think you get my point that unless they are forced to do it, they're not going to do it. 
Uh, I, and I mean, I, I will say in a rare moment of defending Apple, because I don't usually ever, RCS, at least for me, has not been good. I have had so many problems with RCS ever since it launched. And my best guess is because of the carriers, because they always screw everything up. They screw no, everything issue. up. RCS what? is automatic. If it worked once, it could work every time. It's your client. Whatever messaging app you're using has fouled something up somewhere. Possibly, but this has happened on many phones, on different carriers. Like, it's not just one phone that constantly screws up, right? Like, this is this is a regular thing I have to deal with. Are and you using Samsung messages? No. It's typically uh, Google messages. But then, there are times where, like, uh, the OnePlus Nord N20, I forget the number, I think that's right, um, that one uses T-Mobile's built-in RCS thing, and that one's screwy as heck. Like, yeah, yeah. And then I you have Verizon with their messaging plus nonsense, yeah. and that's screwy as heck. Like, they just they just suck, man. They ruin everything. So it's not even in Apple's best interest to do this from a user standpoint because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the only solution was Apple could have participated when the standard was being set and chose Correct. not to. And then uh, we know maybe from it the Epic, worked. we know from the Epic lawsuit, Apple did that on purpose because they know iMessage is a way to get parents to spend more money and buy iPhones for their kids, and that's the only reason they hold it close to their chest. Right. For sure. They're, they're never going to give that up. They're yeah. never going to give that up. It, it, so, is, it is what it is. This was Apple trying to sabotage the entire industry to make more money, which is what a company should do. Okay, okay. Let's uh, talk about one last topic, uh, which I was really excited to read about because um, it happened in Canada. Well, actually, uh, it, it happened based off of a... a, a a survey that was conducted by NordVPN. And essentially, it was about, um, you know, respondents from different countries, con- including Canada, Australia, and the UK, um, showing that they've actively, you know, wanting things like financial information or details about their dating and sexual habits removed from the internet. And a lot of this comes from that whole right to be forgotten um, you know, debacle that happened a couple of, a few years ago, um, in, in which, you know, an individual in France wanted their information off the internet forever. And Google fought back saying, and has been fighting back for, for a while now, because they, they don't think that this should be done, um, for, for various reasons. And of course I got, I got the very amazing Jerry to write an article about it. And he titled it, you have the right to be forgotten, but the internet really is forever. And the reason why I asked him to write this is because I had to go on the radio to talk about this. And one of the questions that I was asked was, can you really get off of the internet? Like, even if you delete, you know, that one thing, um, and even if you're using Google's new, they have this new special form, it's called um, the search form or something, where basically if you have been if there's content on the internet that is being used against you, that that is, you know, used to bully you or used to incriminate you or defame you, you can submit a request to get that content removed. But you you need to have proof. But even in that form, Google has stated that um, you can't, be, you know, they'll try to remove it, but you can't guarantee that it doesn't exist elsewhere. And well, so... And I well, and yeah. I wanted Jerry to write about that. So sorry, continue, Jerry. What that, that's say? that's the thing. I, I don't think people realize that 
nothing's actually getting deleted except the search result. Google can't and should not be allowed to go onto Facebook or revengeporn.com or whatever and arbitrarily delete content because you want them to. What Google can do is make it so it doesn't show up in search results. And that's all they can do, and that's all that they have to do. I don't know why they pushed back against that as hard as they did, but, I mean, and it and it, it sucks because the only way to get something deleted is for a judge to force someone to get, get it deleted. And even then, there are archive sites on the Internet that just it's a web spider like Google uses and it crawls and it finds pages and it archives them or users can submit a page and it snapshots everything and just saves it as a, a document you can look at later. Once it's on the internet, it's there forever. And that's not, not a good thing because everybody yeah. has something that they would not want to be placed on the internet for everyone to read. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I kind of was saying during my interview hit was, um, you know, what can you do to looking, moving forward, looking at, ahead, what can you do to prevent having content on, on the internet that, you know, could, could affect you or kind airplane of, mode. <laughs> well, not just airplane mode. I just feel like people need to be aware of what they're posting and why they're posting it. If you're going on Instagram and you're posting every personal detail of your life, you're putting yourself at risk if point blank, right? And it yeah. does, I'm not and I'm not saying, you know, hide yourself because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who like to share things about themselves, but I'm I'm merely saying be aware, be conscious of what you're using your phone for, the content you're downloading, what you're, you know, what you're posting on, on social media or wherever. Um, that was what I said, but I, I'm curious to know what you have to say to, to get people to, you know, be smart. Anytime you, you hit that button that says send, whether it's an email or an Instagram post or whatever, remember that I can read it and I can save it. Do you want me having it forever? You, you don't know me, but substitute me for somebody you do know that you think might end up doing something stupid with your information because as soon as you put it out there that's what you're doing you're allowing the person that you hate the most and who hates you back the most the ability to save everything you've ever put out there yep it's uh, very true and if you keep that in mind it's going to make you think twice about should I really put this picture up there? Should I really say this? Should I really send this message? And Accurate. If if you decide, yeah, um, it's fine, then do it. I mean, send pictures of yourself naked. Say whatever you want. Uh, you know that that's up to you. If you think it's the right thing to do and you feel good about it, do it. But just make sure you think about it. Wise words. Um, okay, my favorite part of the section, segment, whatever, podcast, big thumbs, wrists, you know, all of that good stuff. What was the thing that made you most happy this past week? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> I didn't have to get any of that Samsung stuff. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been feeling good, and I didn't have to break my balls 
or ovaries, take your pick, <laughs> like some of these other guys did. And I know that's kind of work related, but that really, I was glad because I don't think I could have done it this week. Yeah, no. And we're glad that you were able to rest. Um, it, it was important for us. So I'm, I'm happy that made you happy. Um, Nick or, uh, Nick or Andrew. Did I talk about the rabbits yet? You did. I did. Well, well then I'm how about your thumbs? fresh out of ideas. Sorry. <laughs> what, Jerry? Your thumbs. You're, you're like the thumb wrestling champ of Eastern where you live state. Let's, let's have Andrew go. I'm going to see if I can come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, go. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing, to be honest. Say Nick's thumbs. Nick's thumbs. <laughs> Nick's thumbs made me happy this week. Nick, I shouldn't you have said say, that. You can say... Um, okay, the, nope. the last... Yeah, whatever. All right, so I've been going <laughs> to New York I feel like a bunch of times lately for events and stuff, and uh, the event that One Plus put on was actually a lot of fun. Uh, it was like the first big press event since, you know, before COVID. Uh, we've had a couple of other events, but they've typically been small. Like, it's only you know, us in a room at one time they schedule or something like that. Whereas this was like, they had a party and there were like a hundred different people there from the press. And it was cool to see these people again that I haven't seen in three years or in some cases have never met in person. Um, so I don't know. I just, I enjoyed the heck out of that. That's nice. good. I'm happy. I've got something now. I was going to say, Andrew, go. do you want to retract what you said and actually tell <laughs> us what made you happy? <laughs> Now that I'm getting settled, more settled into my new house, I'm getting back into my uh, affinity for keyboards. Oh, yeah. So this Fine. week, I've... No. Shut up, Jerry. You you ordered, you you sent me the link to order more switches that are coming today, yeah, buddy. You know, I didn't, I didn't pay attention, and I ordered 10,000 of them. Oh, my God. You did not. Yes, I did. I didn't pay attention that it was 10 per pack and not oh, one. Oh, Jerry. And I wanted oh, to order no. 1,000 to have them while they were on sale, and I ordered 10,000. Oh, no. Did you get so I'm going to be reselling keyboard switches on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I might actually, I might uh, just hit me up. I might take some from you because I bought 10 packs, not 10,000 packs. <laughs> I bought 1,000 packs. Just, it was dumb. But, yeah, I've just been, I picked up some new key, um, like keycaps and key switches and a couple of boards here and there. And I've just been enjoying typing away on them because it's something small, but it just it's just enjoyable. That's good. I need to try more mechanical keyboards because the ones I've used are all too tall, and my wrists eventually hurt after a while because they're you know they have to bend up. Yeah, so I use a. I mean, it, there I have boards that don't have a kickstand on them, so I just use a wrist rest. I have a couple different wrist rests. Like I yeah. have one right now. It's a wooden one from Keychron, but I also have a, a couple of padded ones too. Yeah, I have. Because nice. I, I got to support one. my big wrists. <laughs> Nick, if you take a beer can and put your wrist against the beer can and push down and make it crinkle the shape of your wrist, do that for each of your hands and set that in front of your keyboard. That'll tell you what it's like to use a keyboard rest and whether you like it or not. Oh my gosh. That's and that's an old nerd trick that I learned a long time ago. And you know what? It works. It, it gives you an I mean, approximation. Yeah, it would. Definitely <laughs> would. Okay, so what I'm happy about this week is uh, my partner and I are getting married very soon, and um, 
it's just been such an easy process working with him on all the things for the wedding. And I, I know a lot of people can get really stressed out about these big events and, you know, all of that, but it's just been such a joy um, working with him. He's made this process so easy for me. And um, I'm just really excited about um, this special event that's going to happen. So yeah, that's what made me happy this week. All right. On that note, um, I just want to thank all of our Android Central listeners uh, for listening every week, wherever you are, whether it's in the morning, afternoon or night. Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us, especially this week, because I guess we're all a little kooky today. So (laughs) thanks for listening to our banter and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Adios. See ya. Later.